0: create for no reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life hello hello okay i'm solo again and i'm so excited about this episode and now that i'm saying that i realize that I say that for every episode, but I can't help it. It's true. I'm excited. I'm excited for this episode because we have a great guest and we've been having some really great guests and conversations. And today I'm I'm pleased to introduce you to Lincoln Hope. He is an award-winning film and television actor based in Los Angeles, California, of course. And he's appeared in over 80 movies and TV shows in in places such as CBS, NBC, Disney, DreamWorks, MGM, Nickelodeon, and Apple TV. Oh my gosh, you can also find him in notable appearances, including Stargate Origins, Scorpion, Saints and Soldiers, Airborne Creed, and Witnesses, which is a top 10 box office film in 2021. He is also a sought-after voiceover actor. He's voiced video games, animated characters, and narrated many award-winning audiobooks. He's written and sold screenplays to Cartoon Network and has scripts he's written, produced from shorts, episodics, and a feature film. He also creates and writes his own content for social media and has hundreds of millions of video views across platforms. Oh my gosh. He also has five kids. Five kids. That's a lot of kids. Anyway, I'm so excited to introduce you to Lincoln. Enjoy our conversation. All right, Lincoln. I want to get right into it because Let's I'm do so it. I'm so excited to talk to you.
1: You too. I've been listening to the podcast; great stuff.
0: Oh, you! love oh, thank
1: I love so how amazing. you how you've centered a, a whole podcast just around creativity and all the amazing things. Because, like to me, it's like one of the most exciting things in the world. It's so amazing.
0: It is so amazing. So, what makes you say why Why do you think creativity is so amazing?
1: Um, f- for me, I mean, it's just some personal need and personal drive that I have to create things. It's what keeps me healthy. And I truly believe that a lot of other people who don't realize it are this way too. They, I think we as humans, we need to create things. And often you get people who are like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm an accountant or I, I do this and I don't create stuff. But I, I do believe it's part of our Part of our health as humans is to create things, and a lot of things that we create most people wouldn't think are creating. you know it's obvious that a painting is a creation, a movie is a creation uh, a song or a poem is something that you create. but I mean you can just go through your day and create fun memories. you can create patterns as you're sweeping your your living room uh, if you have you know you don't have carpet in there. You can you can create stuff like that more often than people think. I like all kinds of creation. I think it's healthy for us and important.
0: Oh my gosh. We are kindred spirits because that is the that's like the essence of this podcast. It was it's creativity is everywhere. And you mentioned accountant, and it's like they're people that are they don't believe they're creative. But yeah. They are. Every yep. one of us is creative. It's, it's everything that you do, it's the way that you parent, it's the way that you communicate. It's the way I love that you used something as simple as sweeping the floor and noticing just patterns. It's just such a beautiful thing. Creativity is everywhere when you start to actually look for it. And it notice really
1: it. is. It truly, truly is. Um, I, I can't remember why, but when I was, I would go, uh, I've been walking a lot during the pandemic. Mm. Um, Like I put in headphones and I go, I listen to podcasts, I listen to books, I listen to YouTube videos, I just listen and learn. Uh, But there are times when I've just kind of been walking along and just had these, um, just played with creative imagery. When I do improv, I'm an improv teacher, I do a lot of improv. And it's important as an actor that we can see things that aren't there and treat them as if they're there. And so it kind of doing this augmented reality of like looking at my actual surroundings, but then imagining that I'm seeing something that is there like an apple. I can see an apple right here. There's no apple, you know, I've got nothing in my hand. But if I can see it enough and I can create that visualization in my mind enough to believe it's there, that that I can pick it up and interact with it that's that's creation right there that's just visual mental creation and that everyone does every day anytime you're thinking like ooh what do I want to eat for lunch your your brain starts throwing creating these images you know maybe a sandwich it may be Thai food it may be um you know chips and salsa whatever whatever it is your brain is creating these images for you. And usually when we talk about creation, we're talking about using them in a more constructive way, like, huh, how are we gonna solve this creative problem? And well, let's take this and that, and you put them together. Uh, but it really, we just, we're creating every day. Every time we have a thought, our brain is creating, right? Yeah. So.
0: And you, so you're in, Gosh, Lincoln, you're so you're so cool because you've done so much work. Like you're in the creative world, right? Like you're you're an actor. You do improv. You've you are a writer, and it, it's it's well, a couple things. First, how did you how do you even how do you even get into that space like did you just know you wanted to be an actor from like when you were a child like how did that even come about i'm always so fascinated with people that get into that industry
1: yeah no not at all i had no idea in fact i i have some pretty pretty serious social anxiety and it, it was always kind of one of these things where i was just you know let's well we don't have to be around people let's not be around people <laughs> You know, as a kid and, you know, quickly learned that that is not a very uh, effective way to to go through life because there's a lot of things where you have to interact with people. But when I was in college, I, uh, I auditioned for an improv troupe because um, a girl that I liked invited me to an improv party and I was like, what's that? And I went to this improv party and was like, this is really fun, but I never would have done it. If you know I hadn't had this other motive of you know hanging around with this with this girl. But as I started doing it and doing all of these creative mental uh, exercises, which involved visualization and and spontaneity and making up scenes and making up monologues and, and doing all these things, I realized it was really fun and that I liked it. That's what got me into acting, and that's why I became a professional actor, and that led me into writing. Uh, writing screenplays and writing improv curriculum and all of those things it it all came from this creative play that I just stumbled across um, which I, I never would have gone into on purpose so it's just crazy.
0: Isn't that so great I always tell people I'm like we are one idea or connection away from changing the trajectory of our life. Yes, it, it was this girl that you met that you liked, and you took this class as someone who's a very extreme introvert, who would not be so excited to take an. I'm I'm thinking how many how many comedians or improvisers are introverts?
1: Yeah, probably not. Probably not that many. I mean, there there are a bunch of actors who are, but you know, when you're acting, you've got a script, right? Right and you can hide behind that a little bit but with with improv that's a little that's a little more difficult so you do find actors who are introverts who want to do improv to become less introverts mm. so that's that's a thing but as far as like an actor who get an introvert who gets into improv just for improv that i haven't heard too much about that so yeah it's,
0: yeah No, it's, I mean, I, I'm an extrovert and I have friends that do improv and they're always like, come take a class. And even me, I'm like, wait, no, that just seems like a lot of, I don't know if I'm ready to go do that, but I do, but I love comedy. I love going to improv. I love supporting improv because it is not easy to get up there and play around with, I mean, let's talk about, you have to be in a creative mindset to get up on stage not knowing where the night's going to go.
1: <laughs> so true. So true. And that's one of the interesting things because one of the one of the enemies of creativity is anxiety and fear. And they can really shut down your creativity and and your freedom and spontaneity so quickly. So part of the dance of improv and and performing at all is to find out how to kind of make friends with that anxiety or that fear, and say, "I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice, and every time I practice, I get more confident. And then every time I get more confident and have a successful scene by myself in my living room, that makes it easier for next time uh, I, I get up on stage with people. That's why my business partner, and I uh, Eric Artel, who's who's a, a fantastic creator. He's got you know millions of followers on TikTok, and you know. Uh, does, does some great content, but we we wanted to make the the process of learning improv and spontaneity available specifically to people who were afraid, who were afraid to do that. So that's kind of why we we created our course because it's a take at home course that they can do on their own, and we we teach ways to do that. We actually give a, a structure, but but the the whole point is that people go in or they hear about improv. And they think I could never do that, or I could never be a performer. But you'd be surprised—you do just a little bit, and you're like, that wasn't so bad. What if I practice a little bit more? Hey, that's not bad at all. And then you practice a little bit more, and you're like, hey, I'm not bad at this. And then you practice it a little bit more, and you're like, I'm really getting pretty good. And then you practice a little bit more, and you're like, I'm going to show someone what I do. And then you practice a little bit more and they're like, that's great. you know." So it's all mm-hmm. breaking down these things that can look terrifying and making friends with it by isolating these creative muscle groups and these different little skills that all add up to giving a good performance. But no one starts off giving a good performance. It's all about breaking it down and taking these little bite-sized pieces, working on those so that you really do have that confidence and, and it just makes it so much easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's the process, it right? Is. It's the process. It it's is. showing up, it's doing the work, it's doing yeah. it every day. And just like everything else, it's the creative muscle. It's yes. that creative muscle. You have to use it every single day. If you don't use it, then it gets uncomfortable. So it's kind of like you have, we have to keep ourselves yeah. in that state of creating That's what I love about writers. I mean, you're a writer. When you don't have a practice, if you go months without writing, getting back in to start writing a script or something else, it's going to be a lot more challenging. But if you write every single day,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it gets easier. You just show up and you get comfortable with when you are producing bad work. Like when you're just writing, you're like, this sucks. But at least you're doing it right
1: that is so <laughs> true you know and this is something that that i love because there's a lot of crossover between writing and acting and improv and uh one of my uh, favorite uh, early improv teachers i never studied with him but i have read his books his name is keith johnstone he said improv is disposable theater you get up in front of an audience you do a scene and it's gone because usually you're not recording it like like with a film it's just gone right? It's done. And if you can trick your mind into believing that, like if I get up on stage and it stinks, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It's done. It's the same with writing. If you can trick your mind for that too. Hey, I'm going to write, I'm going to make this a process. I'm going to make it a practice. And if it stinks, I can put it into a drawer. I can delete the file. I can let it sit on my hard drive. But the important thing, just like you said, is that you're doing it and you're making it happen. Every word you write, believe it or not, it may sound trite and stupid, every word you string together to the next, you are getting better at writing, you are getting better at the process, you're getting better at creativity, you're working all of these skills and muscles all at once and it's just so important. So I love what you said about just, just doing it and letting that process be sometimes the most important thing because it is. is results come. Results come, right? They can be good, bad. They can be in between. But the fact that you're putting something out there, even just if you're not sharing it with anyone, you're putting it out there means that you're doing something healthy for yourself and you're getting closer to even greater work.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking there's so... There's so many new projects that I feel that I've been working on. I was never someone who sat and r- and wrote a lot, but over the past mm-hmm. couple of years, I write more poetry. I've been so writing cool. a book and it's this, it's so, it, if I'm only focused on having the outcome, it's so much harder to sit and write. Yes. You know, you have to yes. just be okay with like, everything I write, I might throw away and I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Here, um, so here's my question. I have so many questions for you, but I- I'm so curious to know your thoughts because you have. I mean, you're a big time actor, Lincoln. You live in L. <laughs> you you live in LA. You've done all these really incredible things. You've you've done stuff with CBS and Disney and NBC and all all the places. I'm so curious to know over the years because you've been in the business for a while. Like, what have you seen over the years, especially with actors and social media and people creating on both sides because now I feel like there is it's a different angle that that actors can take. So I'm curious to know your perspective of kind of how you've seen the industry change over the years
1: it's it's changed so much so I started I mean I started acting before YouTube existed, right and before social media videos existed and and I didn't go to film school, but I started acting doing student films and there's a process you you know you come up with an idea you spend some time writing that may be weeks it may be months it may be years you write the script then you go into pre-production you spend months uh again sometimes years you're raising money then you get on set you shoot something and you know i i'm shortening a lot of steps but but you shoot for a week a month however long then you, they edit for a year, they do sound editing, all these things, and then they put out, they put out a movie, right? But with social media, it's like, I can, you can pick up your phone, right? And you can open up your camera, you can press record, and you can say, hey, everybody, how's everyone doing? Uh, I just wanted to tell you about my day today. I had a great audition, and then you, you can post that. And the whole process now, could take two minutes Mm -hmm. whereas whereas before and again you're not getting the same product but you are making a connection with an audience even if only one person is watching your video you are making a connection with someone so that for me has been one of the biggest changes is uh, and that was very hard for me when social media started was like that's not how you make a movie you know (laughs) you don't you don't just record something on your phone and post it i mean you want to make it look great. You want your acting to be great, but that's just not what social media is. In fact, a lot of my social media posts, where I've where I've had like a high production value and and made really good looking special effects videos, those do much less than you know sitting there and my my daughter says something to me and I react to it, you know, and it's a 10 second video, and those can do so much better. So it's been, a, it's been a huge change. And the, one of the great things is the power that, again, is now in almost everybody's pocket, mm-hmm. that they can literally pick up their phone and they can make a video that can connect with millions of people or, again, even three people. That's still, that's still a connection, right? We're still creating those connections between us. We're reminding ourselves that we have things in common, right? And that we're not mm-hmm. alone. So th- that, that part of the process has changed a lot. And I, and I, love, I love that we can do that. Uh, I, love, I love that. I still love to be in big budget productions. I love to you know, be on set and memorize lines and, and deliver a character in, in, a, in a TV show or a project. But the fact that I can also just pick up my camera and say say to my wife and daughter, "Hey, let's make a quick video," and have my daughter roll her eyes and oh, like, bad. it's going to be one of your dumb dad jokes again." And I'm like, "How did you know?" You know, all, all those kids, that I mean, that's that's just part of the fun. So it's changed a lot, but I love how much power we have to create and connect those creations with other people.
0: Yeah, and you know when you said when you said you have to be comfortable sitting down and throwing it away mm-hmm. i immediately thought of social media like like tiktok or instagram or stories or something like that because it's almost like how easy is it today to flex your creative muscle by doing a video and posting it and even like you said even if only one person watches it it's another rep You put it out there and then you move on and then you do the next one. And then by the time, I feel like some of these people that were super consistent and they did their first video and it was horrible. And then they did a hundred later and all of a sudden now people are starting to, oh, they have something to say, but they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have been able to clarify their message the way that they do had they not started a hundred videos prior,
1: Yes, which
0: I really love about social media and creativity. Yeah. If, if we let ourselves put the work out there, right? Because I think that's something that we feel like we're being critiqued or we look at other people. We have the imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, as an actor, I'm sure you deal with imposter syndrome and comparison and all of those things. Like how do you how do you stay in a creative state and not let, it, let those things bother you?
1: you have to sh- you have to shift your your thinking you have to you have to take the way everybody looks at it you have to think of it differently uh i work with a a, a gr- incredible actor and a, just an incredible person uh and and teacher named glenn morshower he's it, look him up sometime uh and if you're listening to this or watching later look him up you'll you'll recognize him if you've ever watched 24 or west wing or it's uh he's on um he's uh he's on shows right now he's just he's on the Ozark all kinds of shows um and he says that instead of call people in the acting industry say or people say how do you deal with all the rejection because you're basically getting rejected for every part that you audition for except for the one that you get which is much much fewer and he likes to say that you're not getting rejected you are a non-hire of the production. They didn't hire you, they hired someone else. And you just look at it that way. I didn't get hired, someone else got hired. So I'm looking forward to when I get hired. Uh, if, that, if that makes sense, it, you just have to look at it differently. Another friend uh, that, I, that I work with, uh, Michael Kostroff, again, great, fantastic actor, look him up. Uh, it's that kind of that same reframing. He, he likes to look at it like, I'm not gonna get the job, so I'm just going to grab this audition and I'm just going to play with it and have fun with it and enjoy it. And you know what the crazy thing is? You just give better work mm-hmm. when you're enjoying it. So it, a lot of it is taking those, those things of looking at it. If you look at it as failure, it's hard. If you look at it as rejection, it's hard. If you look at it as as a chance to act and somebody else is going to look at it, and I may be hired and I may not be, I probably won't be just percentage-wise, then you're, you're forming a healthy relationship, uh, a much healthier relationship than if you're thinking about it as, as being rejected or failing. So that's, an, that's yeah. an important thing for me that I've learned.
0: I love that. I love that so much because as you're talking, I'm thinking it's, that is, that's everything right it's if you're looking for a new job or you're starting a business or all of those things and you know it always comes back to process like every inter- every interview is a process every audition is a process yes it's just all part of it i love that i love that reframe
1: yeah it's it's so important and i think you can find uh, it, this may not apply directly to uh, your your uh, industry, dear listeners, but uh, at the same time, you can just shift that and find a way to reframe um, something that that you're dealing with. But I, I love what you said, too, Kate. It's about it's about reframing it in a way that is part of the process, mm-hmm. and you can you, you can just keep working at process and making your process better and better. And if you can enjoy the process, even better, yes. right?
0: Such, it's such good advice and it's so much more challenging. It's easier said than done sometimes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it can be. But again, it's one of those things where the more you practice, the more yep. you practice that good mindset, the easier it gets. Just like these people that we, we teach improv with uh, through our, our Improv Wizards course that don't believe they can do it. And they very quick very quickly are able to learn oh my gosh this isn't that hard if i just do this simple exercise and then it all adds up so every time you approach that process you're just getting better one little bit at a time
0: yeah i really enjoy i love studying comedians and actors and writers. I'm just so I feel like in another life, I must have been in that world, I must have been an actress or something, because I'm just so fascinated by the work and the process. And what I love so much is when actors talk about we have to make choices, Mm -hmm. like in the role, you have to make choices. So how? I mean, I've never acted before. So what does that mean to you? And how do you put yourself in that? Like, how do you get creative and make the right choices to kind of move the film forward or move your character forward or how do you decide the direction to take when you're on that, the set
1: that's a great question and it's a huge question we can we can dig into just the little pieces uh, little pieces of that um I mean actors still kind of disagree on what exactly a choice is but basically uh if if I give an example like if I'm saying if I'm working on a script and the script says something like um hey angela said to pick her up at three right let's say that's the line okay well i could i could either not make a choice and just say hey angela said to uh to pick her up at three or whatever the line was or i can make a choice about angela and say okay angela is someone that i think is beautiful and uh my characters may be single and uh, she, you know, and I may visualize what she looks like, and I may even make a choice that I've been thinking about asking her out for weeks or months or years, and I haven't had the strength to do it. And so when I say, "Hey, Angela said that you know she wants you to pick her up," suddenly there's there's a different thing behind it, and it doesn't have to be, "Hey, <laughs> you know, Angela, Angela said she wants you." It doesn't have to be that, but just the simple choice. That I've got in my mind that she's a specific way, and it could be exactly the opposite. It could be more like, "All right, Angela is this crone, evil woman who just, every time I talk to her, she's rude to me, and I may think of a certain, a few certain things." So that's the choice that I'm making: who Angela is to me, what I feel about her, what I think about her, and so suddenly when I say, "Hey, Angela wants you to pick her up," there's a very different meaning behind that. So that that would be one example of of a choice um but yeah these sometimes and not not only sometimes probably most of the time the worst choice to make and the only wrong choice to make in some cases is to make no choice at all right as soon as i as soon as i in endow that that word of on the page of angela because there's no other actress right it's just i've got a script and i have to audition with it so i'm looking you know near the camera and I'm just saying these lines. Um, and so I am I have to give it meaning. Uh, and so I definitely think that making a choice is more important than not making a choice. Now there are some wrong choices, like uh, the best choice would probably tend to be in line with what the author was thinking, like the screenwriter if the screenwriter has written in a previous scene that I'm in love with Angela, then I'm making the right choice if I, if, if I um endow her that way as someone that I'm in love with. But there's still all these details that you can put in there, like, you know, she has what color are her eyes? Does she look like someone I know in real life? Is uh is she older than me? Is that why it's it, um or is she way younger than me? Whatever it is, uh, all these choices, these little choices, can color the bigger choice of who Angela is to me. So that's that's just kind of a messy little dive into into acting choices. And there's so much. There's so much else. But that's that's I guess my knee jerk reaction to the question.
0: Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's so much. I mean, I can't even imagine the craft of of acting. I. I know that I don't think I realized how, like acting looks easy <laughs> when you're watching incredible actors, right? Because yep. they're so good at it, it makes it look easy. And yeah. then you watch a movie where the acting is not good and you're like, oh, okay, no, I get it. Like it's definitely yes. a craft that you have yes. to get good at
1: it's i mean a lot of part of the the actor's job is to make something completely unnatural look like it's natural in real life Mm -hmm. because in uh when you're filming movies like a lot of people don't realize this but like if there's a close-up like we're in a close-up right now you know the camera is this far away from my face right Mm -hmm. so if if i were doing a scene in which like i've just I just got bad news, and I walk into my room, and I slam the door, and I'm, and I'm reacting to this. The camera is, is six inches from my face. That means there's a cameraman sitting on the camera. There's another guy standing here. There's all these people, like, chewing gum or watching, <laughs> like, looking at their watch. And I'm trying to have this emotional... This emotional reaction, that's thats something that you don't do in real life is have these emotional reactions in front of 30, 50 people. Um, and that's a lot of what what acting experience and training does is it allows you to have these private moments very much on display and in strange, strange circumstances. I mean, I've, I've done scenes where I had to squat um, because I was taller than the other actor. And that's not natural how? to do in real life, to either squat or stand with my, you know, my legs wide apart. You know, you can stand up straight and then you can move your legs apart so that you get shorter or you stand on a box or they stand on a box. So a lot of acting is, is learning how to make very unrealistic things look, look natural and realistic. And it's, it's, not, it's not always easy. No,
0: <laughs> no, I can't yeah. even imagine. Um, so do you have out of all the things that you've done, and I want to talk a little bit about your writing process, but first I would love to know out of, from the scripts that you've written from the improv, you do lots of voiceover work, you do acting of all of those things. What has been, is there like a highlight of your career that you really appreciate that you loved the most or something that you like doing over others?
1: Uh that's such a hard question. And I think I think one of the reasons why I do so many things is because I do enjoy things. I I, I enjoy I'm also a musician and a, a songwriter and uh a singer, as well as, you know, acting and, and voice acting and improv. And so I can never I can never choose just one. What will often happen is I'll kind of settle into one for a while and do that a lot. Um, like if I'm getting a lot of acting jobs I'll do that but I mean I love I love acting I love acting on film and then watching back uh I was I was the lead of a, a feature called Witnesses that just came out over the summer and did really well theatrically it was one of the top 10 box office movies in the U.S. for several months it's a faith-based film uh and so it was very very unusual that it did so well um as far as that went, that's that's one of my favorites. Maybe just because it was more recent. And then, another film that I did called "Saints and Soldiers: Airborne Creed," which I was able to uh, help with the writing. I was one of the co-writers as well as one of the one of the main actors in it. So those those to me stand out as highlights. But those again, those film acting roles, they're they're, they're harder to come by, and. I can get up in my, like I was saying earlier, I can literally get up in my living room and make up an improv scene and practice creativity any time of day or night. And so, so there's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in that. And social media videos too, they're fun. They're quick, right? Like I can be on set filming one of these movies and do a quick, do a quick um, comedy sketch using my, using my wardrobe uh, like from the 1800s. and and so to me there's so many things that i like and i think i just need variety in my life and that's one of the reasons why i like to create so many different things is to keep things exciting and keep that variety going
0: yeah where can people see witnesses
1: um it is uh let's see they can buy dvds online i don't know if it's streaming yet Okay. um saints and soldiers airborne creed which is uh, about nine years old that that is available for streaming and dvd as well but uh if people go to my website uh which is lincolnhope.com with two p's uh they can they can find all all that different fun stuff
0: awesome yeah i'll put every i'll put everything in the show notes for people um curious to know lincoln you could do like any role like what is your like dream role like something in the past that you wish oh that you thought oh my gosh i would have rocked this or maybe something just kind of like in general a movie or role or someone that you've wanted to work with what's like a dream for you
1: i I mean you know i mean there's so many there's so many wonderful actors that i've loved to work with i mean anthony hopkins i'd love to work with um and you know some of the, some of these other actors that I've that I talked to on Clubhouse, uh, like Glenn Morshauer and Michael Kostroff, and and just all these great, great actors. Um, I think I tend towards dramedy, like comedy that has depth to it, and uh, I think that's probably my strength because I can get very uh, very deeply uh, emotional in in a character, but also um i love doing comedy and i can do comedy rather rather easily so it's where those two meet that's kind of my one of my dream places to to end up um and yeah i mean there's just so many so many good actors out there that uh that i want to work with uh
0: so for your writing, if, if you were writing your next screenplay, what is it? Are you writing a screenplay now?
1: Uh, yes. It's been oh, slow wow. going. It's been, it's been over. It's kind of one of these things where I have to put it away and then come back to and put it away yeah. and then come back to.
0: Can you share what it's about?
1: Uh, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story, but with supernatural circumstances. Oh. So uh yeah that's uh, i guess that's that's all that's all uh, i can say about the the concept but it again it's all like everything is played very real and natural is is the idea and then the supernatural circumstances are just kind of in the background so uh, but that that story of um you know two people who really maybe shouldn't be together because of society really want to be together anyway so that that kind of thing
0: who would be your you could cast anybody who would be oh my
1: goodness oh that's (laughs) so that's a great question and the reason it's hard is because um you know the the faces changed over the years um and i've been working on it off and on for for a few years now uh because of time i would say i would love to have like uh, there's a part for Al Pacino. Al, Al, if you want to do it, just let me know. Um, he definitely and then, listen
0: to this podcast. He definitely yeah, listen. He totally <laughs> does. Um,
1: uh, I, I think Kate Blanchett and Michael Fassbender would be really fun in these, in these Romeo and Juliet roles. It could, it could go younger as well. It's, it could go anyway, But th- those are, those are fantastic actor heroes of mine.
0: Uh, do you write every day?
1: Uh, no, I don't. Um, I write uh, w- when I'm actively working on the script, I do try to write every day because of the reasons we already talked about it. Just keep that practice going. But,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but because I do a lot of improv and when I'm doing social media videos, I'm writing things in my head, but not always writing them down. Because you know if i'm doing if I'm doing a comedy a comedy short that's fifteen seconds uh, i'm I'm literally writing it in my head and talking it through and acting out the parts, just kind of troubleshooting it but not physically writing. So I guess maybe I do write every day, but yeah. not always not always on the on the keyboard or with pen and paper
0: yeah, you're you're in an interesting field because of all the improv you do. It's almost like when we you know we were talking about your creativity muscle, you're in a constant state of creating. I feel like for someone like you, you're learning new scripts, you're writing, you're doing improv. Because of your improv mind, I can only imagine what goes on in your head when you're playing with your kid and, you know, all of those pieces, which I think is so beautiful because, you know, that's something where when you meet another creative, you notice that and recognize in that, that in them, but then you meet other people and you just wish that upon them. You wish that they saw creativity in more places because like we started with, it, it, it is everywhere. So I would love for you, because we always ask our guests to share and exercise something really easy that people can do 10 minutes or less. And I think I would love for you to share an exercise that would help people build that creativity muscle, just something quick and easy that they can do, whether it, you know, I mean, really d- daily, awesome. or even if they just did one thing tomorrow.
1: That That's great. That's a great question. I've got one right away. Um, and you may have heard this. Uh, we, we talk about it in improv a lot. It's an exercise called yes. And, and it's an exercise where we build a story. In fact, we just, we just, developed a whole course that teaches you how to yes and yourself so if you want more you know go to go to my go to my website there and, and check that out but it's very simple so it, it basically what we're going to do is we're going to tell a story and we're going to tell it one line at a time and usually you do it back and forth with another person but let's let's do it let's teach it as if you're doing it just by yourself because it's so much easier to do an exercise by yourself um, so it, it's very simple Uh, We'll tell it as a story, and again, the principle of yes and is just saying you agree with what's been established, and then you add something specific to it, and then you start again. So uh, it might sound like this. I might start with uh, a main character and uh, some kind of seed of a story. For example, um, Jennifer was running late for work. And now every line after i'm going to start with yes and so jennifer was running late for work yes and so she grabbed a pop-tart from the cupboard instead of making breakfast yes and as she ran out to the car she dropped the pop-tart yes and as she reached down to pick up the pop-tart she noticed that her car was leaking from underneath yes And so she opened up the hood and noticed that there was a strange substance that was leaking all over everywhere. Yes, and so she called her neighbor who was a mechanic. Yes, and so her neighbor walked outside and looked and he started backing away. He said, run. Yes, and so she dropped her phone and the Pop-Tart again and ran. And I'll just end it there. We don't know, I don't know where it's going yet. I I don't want to finish off the story at this point, but because that's not, the point isn't coming to a great, satisfying ending and telling a great story. The point is simply, you're going to start with something, some character um, and something going on, and then you're just going to yes, and, and you're going to add something. So it would have been very different if I said, uh, Jennifer was running late for work, but she didn't have that work, work that day. But no, it wasn't even day, it was night. See, suddenly it's like, wait, what's happening? But when you, when you yes and it, you're moving forward, you're building and you're going forward. So you can literally just tell stories like this and build one little bit at a time. It's that little muscle building that we were talking about. You don't have to come up with a great story. All you have to do is start with one line and then say yes and, and add something onto
0: that. I love it. I love it. It's that's that's the the first rule of improv. Yes. The yes and rule. I love that. All right. So that's a fun activity and that people can do on their own. And hey, you know, if you have a friend or you have kids or a family, I mean do it, do it at dinner.
1: Yes. Do the story, right? We were doing this just today during Clubhouse and we had we had about 6 people going and they were just kind of going going along and so if you don't know Clubhouse is an audio only app for dear listeners who may not know what Clubhouse is
0: <laughs> and get on it. <laughs> right.
1: So but they couldn't see each other. They weren't they were physically in in different places across the country and in, in some cases outside of the country, but that rule of yes and lets you get all these different minds on the same page and telling the same story. So absolutely do this with your friends. Do it do it uh do it with your family or your friends. Uh, some of them will have heard of it. Some of them it's very easy to teach. You just teach them to say yes and at the beginning of each sentence and they don't want to say yes and but that's not what happened. You know, they exactly. really have to say yes and and that add something.
0: You got to commit. You got to commit, commit to the end. We did this with uh, my my family. I was with my family and I have two, uh, two little nephews and a niece. And we oh. were doing this activity and it was so fun. And do it with little kids because their yes ands are amazing. Yes. Talk, about, talk about needing to be creative. Just get around kids and you'll be creative.
1: Yeah, they don't have that fear <laughs> or anxiety yet of of what, what they look like to other people. It's just a no. matter of, ooh, let's... Let's run with this. That's right. Great.
0: That's a great way. Great way to be great way to live. Um, all right, Lincoln, before um, I let you go, what is your definition of creativity?
1: Um, I think my technical definition of creativity is simply allowing yourself to take two different things and put them together in a new way. Mm. So if you're coming up with a creative idea, it's like, well, I know, I know I've got this and I need to merge it with something else. What is that other thing that you want to merge it with? And so literally, I mean, we've got all these thoughts in our brains, right? And it's sometimes it's just like, I'm going to take this thought over here. And what if I combine it with this thought over here? And then suddenly you've got you know, peanut butter and chocolate, and you've got a Reese's peanut butter cup, right? <laughs> so you're just taking these different things and and everyone has already, there's so many synapses, there's so many thoughts, there's so many ideas and, and just putting them together, putting two things together is that didn't originally belong together, Is just one way, that's one way of defining creativity and, and slamming those things together. And sometimes it's as simple as like, well, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I don't usually, I'm not confident talking in public, but I'm going to do it today at this time. You know, like those, that's even taking two different things, confidence and talking in public and smashing them together and going with it. You know, the, just anything that's up here in your head or in your heart or wherever, grab two different things and see how they fit together. And don't be afraid to experiment.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Creativity is everywhere. Lincoln, I'm so glad that we connected. I think you're so great and I'm so you've done so much really incredible work and I love your thought process around creativity and I'm so grateful for you coming on the show and sharing some of your thoughts.
1: Thank you, Kate. This has been amazing and like like you were saying earlier or your energy is just so contagious and so positive and so wonderful and it's so conducive to creativity so i know that all of your listeners as they're listening or watching they're kind of feeding off of that that great energy from you so you're doing a great thing for the world so keep doing it
0: oh thank you so so much you're so sweet um where uh, the best place for people to find you is um lincolnhope.com
1: Yes, that's with t- uh, Hope with two Ps or improvwizards.com, which is our uh, improv online learning course.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm sure I will see you around Clubhouse and we're definitely going to stay connected because I yes. feel like there might be a part two of this conversation yes. because uh, this was really fun. Thank you awesome. so much.
1: I guess I should also say also, all of my social medias are also the same. It's just Lincoln Hope with two Ps. So if you hop on Instagram or or TikTok or YouTube. It's all the same.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll include everything in the show notes too. So people can get, so people can find you Yay. and follow you and check out all your work. Cause you really do have, you have some really great stuff on YouTube. You do some great stuff on, I mean, we, you and I met originally on clubhouse. Um, you do some stuff on all your social media, so lots of videos and stuff. And so it's been mm. uh, fun, fun connecting, fun seeing what you're doing and, uh, looking forward to chatting with you again great. soon.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Okay, you guys. So that is a great exercise. I love the yes and exercise. It really is fun. <laughs> I mean, when I was doing it with uh, with my family, we were just laughing. And if you can do it with kids, it's it's the best. But even if you even if like Lincoln said, you just do it on your own. It's just this yes and this yes and, and it's almost like you could even yes and your way out of a challenging situation which we didn't even talk about, but would be cool. Like if you're going through a challenge or maybe things just aren't working out the way that you expect them to, trick your brain, like Lincoln talked about doing that reframe and do, play yes and, right? Like whatever that is, like, like if you, if you did, let's just say you lost your job or your business isn't going well, yes, and i'm going to try this instead of complaining or whatever i don't know you guys figure it out but (laughs) i i do like this idea of doing the yes and and working through a challenge clearly i need to take an improv class so i can get better at coming up with what the heck i was just trying to talk about but you guys get it you get it Um, (laughs) but I hope you enjoyed Lincoln. He, uh, he's an interesting guy and done a lot of work and we'll have to check out his, um, his movie witnesses and some of the other stuff that he's doing, but definitely check him out on social media, show him some love and connect with him. And, um, yeah, if you haven't taken an improv, improv class, you know what? I have to put that on my list. That should go on my 2022 I don't I don't have a bucket list. I don't call it a bucket list, but it should be on my dream list. It should be on my dream list to do an improv class really for, because I'm kind of nervous to do it. That should be reason enough. I'm nervous to do it, which means I should do it. I'll get, I'll get something out of it. So let me know if you're planning on taking an improv class and um, let me know if you do the yes and exercise. I think that would be awesome. I'm so grateful that you listened to the show. Thank you so much for listening if you haven't yet written a review please write a review we would love that so much I love reading the reviews it, it just like makes my day and um, also if you want to share it with someone if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this particular podcast uh, with Lincoln or just this podcast in general just because it sparks some creativity and inspiration for people um, would really love your support and help with that so thank you so much for sharing it with some people I appreciate you. You can also go over to our Facebook page. Join our Facebook community over on Facebook. It's uh, You just search for Create for No Reason. It's also in the notes. You can find it over there. And we hope to see you over there. We love hearing about especially when people actually do the activity that our guests talk about. So head on over there. Check it out. Join that community. Thank you again. And, hey, you know, until next time, go create something.